All right, we're live. Welcome back to Talk with Army. I'm your co-host, Delilah. And I'm your co-host, Daisy. And today we are going to be talking about fan calls uh, because Jimin is having a fan call. Um, don't think we expected that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to get a little bit more into it, obviously, as this episode progresses. But yeah, this was inspired by the fact that Jimin is doing a face, uh, sorry, not a fan, a face call, I meant a fan call for face. Um, and I don't remember the exact date it's happening. I just know that the, um, eligibility period to enter to win the call is ending soon. I think in a couple weeks, like the day before, um, the album drops, if I'm not mistaken. So it's coming up soon. And we just wanted to talk about fan calls. Um, also disclaimer, my sister got me fried chicken. So if you hear me crunching in the middle of this episode, no, you didn't. Um, I don't forgive Daisy, uh, just because I need to eat, and I scarf down peanut butter crackers just so I wouldn't make crunchy sounds <laughs> all, all during this recording. And then maybe after this, maybe I'll go eat something. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably edit this as much as you can, uh, well, as much as I can, so you people don't hear me, but... I, I'm sorry, I couldn't say no to this fried chicken. You know how Korean fried chicken is. It, it slaps. Mm-hmm. And if, Daisy, if you ever come down to where I'm at, we can go to that new Korean barbecue place that opened up. Because it's like 10 minutes from my house and it looks so good. Oh, that sounds lit. You can never go wrong with KBBQ, to be honest. But... Yeah, um, so I guess to start off this episode, uh, we could just start off with a, you know, introduction into the history of fan calls, because, um, you know, they're a relatively new trend, I would say. Um, so yeah, um, you can take it away, Delilah. Yeah, so fan calls are, or video call fan sign events, if you want to be super particular, they are just the evolution of fan signs. And so if you're a newer army, it's possible that uh, you might have not seen what the in-person fan signs look like. But basically, during comeback season, there would be raffles that would take place in Korea. You would purchase an album, and every album purchase was basically one entry into this raffle. And then they would randomly select from that raffle people to attend a fan signing. So then people get to go to this venue, they bring their albums with them, and then they there's this kind of elevated stage that all the members are sitting at, and then you can kind of talk to them for a, a minute or so as they sign the album. And you can find so many videos of this on YouTube that have been posted by um, people that have attended the fan signings or um, probably, there's probably, you know, fan sites that definitely get into these fan signings. And so you'll find that they've posted plenty of videos. Um, but of course, um, 
We have these fan sightings. They're in person. You're up close talking to them. And then uh, COVID-19 happened. So how do you continue to engage with fans and how do you continue a very, you know, common aspect of K-pop culture when you can't be together in person? And so thus fan calls were born. And so this was a way for companies to just continue idle fan engagement during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and it kind of stuck around. Despite, you know, COVID restrictions being lifted, they still remain a really popular option um, in the K-pop industry. And the first group to announce a fan call was actually a boy group called MCND. Um, so a, a relatively, you know, smaller group wasn't some big SM or JYP type artist. Uh, it was just this group that um, announced through a shop. I can't remember exactly which shop it was. I think it was, because um, I think it was announced through their fan cafe. Um, and so it was only, I think, after that when other places that sell albums kind of caught on to that. But yeah, MCND announced um, March 11th, 2020 that they were going to host an online fan call. And it was definitely successful because online shops were then announcing fan calls for other artists like days after theirs occurred. And it has continued on since then. Yeah, and this is just one of the ways in which, because um, to be honest, um, I don't remember who said this, but I definitely do see this pattern often, where there are a lot of smaller labels that will come up with something like extremely creative, and then suddenly that becomes a trend. Like they, like other companies, like bigger companies, see how successful that that thing is, and then they try and adopt those strategies and. I definitely think that, you know, that was one of the things that we saw with like BTS when their label was smaller, because a lot of the things that BTS has done in the past or does now is things that, you know, uh, other big companies have tried to adopt because they saw that it was successful, that it works, that it was impactful. And so I think that like this is probably one of the... Um, you know, this is like one of the prime examples of this playing out. So the fact that this smaller, uh, less known group was able to come up with a solution so quickly, mind you, because this is March 11th, 2020, like the pandemic just started and already they found, you know, a way to connect with fans, uh, you know, during a time where everyone was on very severe lockdown, because obviously the beginning of the pandemic, it wasn't even just like, oh, wear masks wherever you go. It was like, you're not leaving your house for two weeks. So um, I can imagine, you know, how amazing it must be uh, to still be able to find ways to connect to fans during that time. Right. Exactly. Um and I'm pretty sure people have seen these fan calls going around on Twitter and TikTok. People will post, you know, like screen recordings of them. I'm pretty sure you're technically like not supposed to screen record, but everyone manages to get away with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it's a rule. Always read the rules and later 
Uh, we are actually going to go through the Jimin's um, fan call event announcement together. So then that way, no one has any excuses about not knowing how it works. But before we do that, let's just... The, the fan call experience is so complex. And we need to break it down. So we're just going to go into how you typically enter a fan call. And this is a bit general, uh, but for the most part, it it is all the same across pretty much every, no matter what artist it is, what company it is, they the steps are almost identical. So, yeah. um, so this first... Um, so this first step, um, I actually, uh, pulled these steps from a user on Twitter whose at is H-Y-X-N-S-W-O-O, um, and their display handle goes by Steph. So these are the steps that they has had stated. And the first thing is to Look out for shops. So, so typically, you know, things like Yes24, K-Town for You, Weavers, places that you purchase albums, they are they are going to announce a fan call event. And then it will state that you have to purchase the album specified within a time frame given. And then each album purchased is one entry into this raffle. And so, of course, the more albums you purchase, the more entries into the raffle. And we're going to hold on to that because we're going to get into that. Um, it's important that when you're entering, you need to use your full name as listed on your government ID or passport. Um, I'm pretty sure a school ID is not going to be acceptable. It has to be some sort of government ID, like a driver's license or a passport. Um, and then those fan calls are going to take place on Kako Talk. Um, and so you should download Kako Talk and make an account if you have won a fan call. Because if you win a fan call, then it will be announced either on the company website or you're going to receive an email. And so you have to check both periodically. Uh, when you check the company website or um, if you, like, maybe you will receive an email. You, maybe you will receive an email. But if you don't, check the website or notification. And there's going to be a chart listed that basically has your name and phone number. Although, like, a lot of it will be kind of blacked out, so you can tell it's you, but it's not enough that, like, someone else can steal your info. And then on that winner's page, they're going to ask you to add them on Kako Talk. So then that way, they'll then contact you, um, which, may, which may take a while before they send you a message, but they're going to ask for your name, um, a photo of your ID... Uh, probably your birth date um, and phone number. And if, let's say, uh, the shop was doing like individual members, because sometimes they do like a group fan call where you like get one minute with like each member, but sometimes you can apply to have a fan call with a specific member. So then if it's one of those, they're going to ask you for that. 
And once all of that gets set up, the shop's probably going to call you before the video call starts to make sure, um, to check your ID, to make sure you are the person who, you know, won the raffle and also that your mic and camera is okay. And so that kind of summarizes what the Twitter thread said. Um, but according to, uh, to get a little bit more information, according to um, a YouTuber, um, and her account is IRL Carly. She said, um, it takes between two to five weeks for the results of the raffle to be announced. Um, and that pretty much most of the information that she said had matched the information, um, in the Twitter thread. And Carly basically gave the advice that, um, and the thread as well to recommend to start the screen recording after the call starts if you are going to screen record, just because apparently if you record before, it doesn't work. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know the technology behind that, but that's what that's what they said, so I'm gonna believe them. Um, and luckily for Carly, she said she had only purchased four albums when she won her fan call. And it was a fan call with Bang Chan from Stray Kids. And, you know, Stray Kids is a relatively popular group. So four albums um, isn't that many entries. Uh, so Carly does not recommend purchasing hundreds of albums like you see online because it's not that necessary. But I, I, I think that she was very lucky. What do you think, Daisy? only purchasing four albums and getting into a fan call. Like, I feel like that is very lucky. Mm. Yeah, I think that for her, she just happened to have an incredibly lucky case. Because like you said, um, one album equals one entry. So obviously, do the math. The more albums you buy, the more entries you get, which will increase your likelihood of getting into that fanzine. And the more popular the group is, the more, uh, well, I, I should say the less likely uh, your right. chances are of getting uh, a spot on the fan sign, especially if you don't buy that many albums. So for her to go for a group like Stray Kids, um, like you said, Stray Kids is relatively popular. Their fandom is pretty big. So for her to only get in with only four albums purchased, like that's like a one in a million chance. And, you know, imagine doing something like that, for example, with BTS, absolutely impossible. Like your chances are like almost like one out of infinity. Like it's just the, the like there's just too many people entering for you to have a chance with like so little albums. And it's almost frustrating. Actually, not even almost. It is frustrating. I'm Yeah, I'm I'm not bothering with the Jimin <laughs> raffle. Like, uh uh. The, uh, that is going to be a bloodbath. It's only, I think, 70 spots. It's not going to be me. And I know you're thinking, oh, Delilah, maybe, maybe you'll have, like, your Primrose Everdeen moment where, like, out of the thousands of pieces of paper, it's like, you're only in there once and you get called. But no, I, I, I don't, I don't think, um, it's just, it's not, it's, the chances are just too low, man. And honestly, we're about to get into why my chances are especially low. So um, Carly, she purchased four albums, got into the fan call, great. 
But um, a popular video that's been going around. One minute, I have to adjust myself because Alice is crawling all over the desk again. So pardon the interruption. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure people ha may have seen um, a TikTok video by user Alyssa TLY on TikTok. And she's also a Stray Kids fan. She's been a Stray Kids fan, I believe, since uh, their God's Menu comeback. I think that is from a few years back. I can't remember when that came out because I'm not a Stray Kids fan. I don't know, uh, nor care that much. Um, but uh, she wanted to say that to emphasize that she's been a fan for a long time. And as the years go by, the group gets bigger and bigger, so your chances get smaller and smaller. And that, that works with, you know, BTS too. I'm pretty sure BTS, in, if they were to have a video call event in like 2016, that would still be, you know, a bloodbath in a sense, but definitely nowhere near as what it would be today. And so Alyssa basically did two videos on why she has given up on fan calls. And to summarize her TikTok, the first reason is that she would do group orders to purchase multiple albums at, a sa at the same time while also lessening the burden of cost. Uh, so like if you don't know what a group order is a group order is is like you say hey I'm doing a group order. So if you like Pull money if you send money to me, I'll be able to Get the albums and ship them to you and the reason why people do group orders is sometimes to Decrease the burden of international cost because some people might live somewhere where the shipping is just ridiculous so if or they like if they don't even ship there. Or they don't even ship there at all. Exactly. That's an even better point. And so they'll do a group order. They'll go through another account who will purchase the album for them with the funds that are sent. And then it'll get shipped to them. And so that's what Alyssa would do. She would do these group orders and purchase albums, um, but has never won a fan sign. She said she would still lose even after buying up to 150 albums. And over the course of eight fan call events, she estimated spending $10,000. Wow. And I mean, of course, that isn't all completely her money, like, because she sells the albums to, because she buys them or people send her money and then she uses that to buy the album. Um, so, like, it's her entries um, but like she technically didn't spend $10,000 just like that, but that is still so much money. Um, like she obviously made the money back, but to spend $10,000 over the course of eight events and still not win, um, that can be a bit discouraging. But I think what was more discouraging is Alyssa... Alyssa started to notice that, you know, you've seen these fan call events over and over again. You start to see a pattern. The same people are winning these fan calls every comeback. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's supposed to be random. So even if, you know, it is random, 
how are these people constantly winning? And so in part two of her TikTok, she explained that she had learned some stores in Korea and China will have a threshold number of albums you can buy that will guarantee you a video call slot. And at that point, the range of albums to guarantee you, guarantee you a video call slot was between like 250, 300 albums. Like, that's just insane to me. The fact that that is even, like, a threshold to begin with. Like, that's just so exploitative of people and their desire to meet their idols in real life or on video call. Like, the practice is just so trashy in general. Exactly. And then, like, let's say you're not doing group orders. You're just a singular person. It's it's so, what are you doing with 300 albums in your living room? Like, that looks absolutely ridiculous. Like, forget having 300 albums in your living room. To get to the point where you can afford to have 300 albums in your living room, like, you gotta have the disposable income of, like, a freaking brain surgeon to be able to buy all these albums. And then what? Like, you could still, like... I mean, for, if you're only buying like 100, 150 albums, you can still lose. But the fact that you have to have such a disposable income for you to be able to guarantee yourself a what? A, a one to two minute video call with your fave? Like the input and output ratio is just absolutely atrocious. Exactly. And that's also why Alyssa and her TikTok recommended that, hey, if you really want to, you know, see, you know, your favorite idol maybe it's better to just save that money for when they tour and buy like a VIP ticket, buy a soundcheck ticket, you know. Agreed. That's a much more worthwhile experience and more with your money probably. And so, yeah, the people that are winning these fan calls over and over again, they must have a massive disposable income or, or they're probably maybe like a really small group that just, doesn't have as many fans yet, and so you can be a bit luckier with your odds, you know. But for someone like Stray Kids, it's definitely people with too much money. And so Alyssa then goes on to say that these people who win these fan calls are then gatekeeping the information. Because, of course, people see this and are going to ask, oh my gosh, like, how do you keep winning... I want to win a fan call, like, I want to, I want to be able to, um, meet my faves, like, how many albums do you buy, and they, like, refuse to just disclose the amount. But Alyssa and her TikTok speculated around over 500 albums because of just the way people are so secretive about how much they spend. That is too many albums. I just can't imagine over 500 albums that is yeah I would give up too like of course it's the same people getting into fan calls over and over again and then to make our chances even worse Alyssa stated that companies will favor Korean fans or those with Korean addresses and I believe this um, Carly in her YouTube video She had also stated that there are a lot of fan calls that are Korean address-based, so a lot of events are really just catered toward Korean fans only. 
And then you kind of have to look out for fan call events that explicitly maybe state that it's also open for international fans. And even then, if it is open for international fans, Alyssa says a set, Alyssa says in her TikTok that um, there's probably a dedicated number of slots set aside for international fans. And then once that quota is met, the rest are just going to go to the Korean fans. Mm, see, yeah, I can see how that may be the case, but it's just so sad because, you know, there are a lot of international fans who do want to have the chance to you know, meet their fave um, and talk to them and be able to, you know, know a little bit about them. But like, it just sucks because uh, you can tell that the events are very centered around uh, Korean uh, people or just people who live in Korea in general. It sucks. It really does. And so with the amount of money that is spent for these fan calls, I can see why she gave up. Like, I can see why yeah. she is discouraged because how how could you not be? And then if you know that all these people are just going to win it again, it's like, why even try? But also, I'm, I'm going to be honest, if I were those K-pop idols, I would hate seeing the same people over and over again. Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like... I, I actually would. Like, I mean, yeah, you're thankful that they're so dedicated and you would be happy but like if you have millions of fans in the world don't you want to be able to meet as many as you can but instead these people and like because of the way they gatekeep their information they're obviously hoarding it like they don't want other people to win because they know that lessens their chance of getting to see them even though they've seen these people like three five times already yeah, like, if it gets to the point where you can, like, have a video call or a fan sign with your favorite idol, and you can say, remember me, and they actually remember you, like, come on now, come on. Especially if you're a fan of, like, a more popular artist. It's different if the fan base is smaller and the group is smaller. Because obviously with less fans, you're gonna get, you know, a lot of people who may show up repeatedly, and that's, like, fine. But if you're, for example, if it's like a BTS fan sign and, um, you know, you're seeing the same people over and over again, like it gets to a point where it's like, man, like, do I have any other fans? Like, why is it just like the same 50 people who are calling me every single time I hold this event? Like, this is weird. Exactly. It is weird. And I, I don't know. I don't like how there is just this almost elitist attitude that comes with all the people that constantly get into these fan calls it's it's quite it's quite rude and not just rude like i don't know like rude is the right word it's it's annoying i'm gonna say that's what it is it's annoying because why do you have like why are you so selfish why are you just flaunting your money? Like, I think it's so tacky, first of all. Like, at this point, if you're, like, on Twitter being like, yeah, this is, like, my eighth fan call, I'm gonna just roll my eyes. Like, no one cares anymore at this point. Like, if people were to, like, side-eye you, I would completely understand why. Like, what do you mean this is, like, your eighth fan call? 
I'm telling you, it calls for like one of those like bombastic side eye memes for real. Like if you tell me that you're on your eighth fan call, I know you're hoarding some type of information. And I know that you have like 10,000 albums in your garage. Exactly. And I think the the other uh, bad part about this is obviously K-pop companies don't care. Because mm-hmm. they get the money from the albums being purchased, so like it doesn't matter to them. Right. So obviously when people are like, this is unfair, like we should bring this up to like K-pop companies, at the end of the day, they don't care. Because they're making all that money. And if it just so happens that people are buying hundreds of albums to increase their chances of getting into a fan sign, uh, there's no company that I would think wouldn't want that like there's no company that would be like oh no we don't want your money like come on be serious <laughs> actually um we're just gonna give you all refunds just because just because <laughs> um we don't we don't want your money uh we don't need it even though we definitely absolutely want all of it we don't need it um yeah cable companies don't care they're not gonna do anything um like, the only thing I could see somehow making a difference is maybe if the artist is, if they see a pattern and they're annoyed with it, and then maybe they, like, are in a boardroom meeting and are like, hey, I'm tired of seeing the same person <laughs> over and over <laughs> again. What can we do? Um, and even then, I'm trying to think, maybe... Because you can't even say that, oh, you can put a max amount on, like, the account or, like, per address. Because they'll just use a proxy address or make new accounts, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wish there were better ways to track um, how many accounts people are making. Because, I mean, I could say, oh, you know, just track the IP address. But then you could also, I don't know, I feel like you could also get other people from other IP addresses just making accounts for, like, the same purpose. So I just feel like it's a little bit of a tricky situation where I can see that there are ways in which to make it more fair, but it would also be difficult to keep track of that type of stuff. So I get it. I do. It's just, I I don't know. I guess I'm just like really, it's just really a shame that there's not a more concrete way to solve this issue. And, you know, to be fair, this isn't, like, a new issue. This is exactly what happened with in-person fan signings, too. That's why Mm. when you go on YouTube and you look up fan signings and you click on, you know, the YouTube account, you could see that they've attended multiple of them. You know, it's not really common where you just see one date from, like, one fan call. No, or fan call, fan signing, like the in-person ones. You see multiple dates, and you also see them at... Um, award shows and what other events because they're probably a fan site that makes money off of selling their pictures and then uses that money to fund their album purchases to continue taking more videos and pictures. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a sneaky way to do it because a lot of people will say that fan sites are giving them a service, aka pictures and videos of their favorite member. But in reality, those photos and pictures that they're selling to you um, is just their way of being able to fund their own uh you know, activities in terms of going to award shows and going to fan sign events. So it's like 
I mean, for every picture and video that you're buying from a fan site, you're basically like just funding all of their entries into the next fan call. Exactly. Um, and we're not going to go into it too much because we already have a whole episode on fan sites and whatnot. But everyone, I genuinely have not seen a fan site picture in like three years. I'm so serious. <laughs> like, yeah. I. And, like, they have to still be there, but I think I super curated my timeline. Um, uh, most of them, not most of them, but a big chunk of them ended up being, like, saucings, no surprise, so I blocked them. And so yeah. I just, I really, I have not seen a fan site picture in three years. Like, the only pictures that I see are like the ones that like the news reporters take and you could see that it's the news because it has a giant logo that says like uh dispatch or um i forgot all of the news outlets in korea like the <laughs> yonsan one and whatnot like that that is um literally all i see these days and i'm happy <laughs> like i like, we, we don't need fan sites. And so, um, I'm just putting it out there in the universe right now in case they try to make a comeback again. Because there are a lot of newer armies, um, who probably don't know much about fan sites, especially if they were dormant for so long. Oh, 100%. Um, and honestly, I think that, and a lot of armies have said this, but, you know, ever since the pandemic started and we haven't seen these people taking photos and videos at like award uh, shows and airports and concerts, like it really just goes to show you that we don't need them to function. They're not an integral part of the fandom and we can survive without them any day because like, again, we've gone so many years without them. And guess what? Our fandom is still standing we're still operating just fine. And so I just don't see a need for us to continue supporting them, especially because, you know, not only is, you know, buying their content uh, another way for them to fund all of their activities and for them to get into fan calls and fan signs. But on top of that, like I said, a lot of these people are just glorified sassings. You know, you see all these people saying, oh, you know, here's pictures of me at the airport, but how did you know that he was at the airport? Especially if, you know, whatever country that he was going to was not disclosed to the public. Like there are so many instances in where people will be asking these fan sites, like did, nobody said anything about uh, this member going to this country. So how do you know about it? And they just don't answer or they try and dodge the question. And so that gives you a very good idea of where exactly they're getting their information from. A lot of times it's they're buying that information from Sasangs who have already gotten that information through illegal slash uh, unethical ways, or they are the Sasang who has been digging for that information. And so this is why you really need to be careful um, when you are consuming content from fan sites, especially if you are buying things from them, because you don't know where they've gotten their information from, or you don't know like what they're going to do with it. You don't know what they're going to do with your money after they get it from you. So I just don't see a reason to do all that. Um, and clearly they're part of the group who are gatekeeping 
how they're getting into all these fan signs. So it's like, do you really want to give money to the people who would not even give you a chance to see your fave if they if you had it? Like, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, these I don't know, these people they just they just really rub me the wrong way. And you know, there are some people on Twitter who like I've seen get into a fan side maybe like two or three times but I think um it does become your chances do become easier depending on the size of the group and also what company the what company the um the what's the word see it's not even that late in my break event sorry I don't know why I couldn't remember it depends on what company is doing the event because maybe it is like K Town for you that is doing the fan call event, but maybe people are gonna skip out on that because they don't like the shipping fees for K Town for you, or maybe K Town for you doesn't ship to their country, so they're just gonna buy the album from somewhere else and skip out on the raffle. You know, there's plenty of reasons why someone might you know get into a fan sign more than once. But, you know, if you see the same people getting into it every single comeback, and they're being very secretive about how they're winning, yeah, it's it's shady for sure. But with all that aside, or maybe not aside, but to transition into, let's just talk about the good and bad overall. Right. So when it comes to fan signs, or just fan calls in general, um... I would think that, like, fan signs, whether they're virtual or physical, um, it's great to allow more opportunity for fans to participate, um, especially if, no matter how large or how little their international fan quota is, you know, it still gives international fans an opportunity to participate without actually having to be within the country. Um, So for people, you know, uh, as long as they have a... A cow talk account or uh you know an id issued by the government like pretty much anyone can enter this as long as they have their id their account and uh they've actually bought an album to enter the raffle so i think that's good it kind of levels the playing ground to an extent um and i say to an extent for all of the aforementioned reasons that we just talked about um, and then also being able to have a conversation with your favorite idol is a lot more of an intimate experience to compare to high touches. And if you don't know what a high touch is, it's pretty much like you could kind of just like go in a line, just like, I don't know, high five or handshake your favorite idol. It's very short, uh, it's contact. So it's a blur. It's like, I don't even think I would process like seeing their faces because of just how fast it goes. And, oh my gosh, back when, like, <laughs> COVID-19 restrictions were, like, just being lifted, did you see those high-touch videos where, like, they didn't even get to high-five? It was just waving yeah. them through glass as they, like, walked past them? Yeah, and they did that at a recent uh, K-pop event. It was, like, last year or something where it's, like, it was... <laughs> They were at the venue and the idols were, you know, standing by this wall, right? And then there was like almost like a 10 foot 
distance between them and their fans and there was like the metal uh barrier between them you know like the ones that you see at barricade at concerts and then they just had to wave from the barricade to their favorite idol so it wasn't even like a high touch it was a high wave literally just a high not even a touch just a high yeah um but you know high touches because of covid you know those also stopped so for a lot of new armies and new k-pop fans they probably don't know about those <laughs> but yeah and you know it is nice to be able to have a one minute conversation and be able to tell them you know how their music impacts you and be able to ask them you know something that's actually engaging it's good for people to uh feel you know validated by fans and you know it's different from seeing fans in a stadium versus being able to have a one-on-one conversation with them like i think it's nice for both the fan and the artist yeah and for the physical fan signs uh back before covid um, when you would attend these fan signs, you were also able to give the idols gifts. So if you look at like a lot of uh, videos of BTS fan signs, for example, you'll see that BTS will get gifts like snacks and like drinks and like other types of things. Plushies. Like it was very cute. Yeah, plushies. It like they used to get like so many cute gifts. And you know, if you'll remember uh, Jungkook talking about the banana incident, he was also talking about how that stemmed from a gift that he had gotten from a fan, which was a fruit basket. So, you know, they were able to get like a lot of like different really cute and thoughtful gifts, um, some of which they still use like to this day. Like I remember there was this one fan who had, I wasn't sure if it was a fan sign specifically or anything, but they had gifted BTS um, like a bowl set um so like uh like bowls for eating and stuff and then um over the years bts continued to use them and like even like as recently as like it was either like 2019 2020 or something but like bts had taken a photo in like their apartment and like you could see in the back it was the same bowls that they had been gifted like all those years ago so it's like they truly do like care about and cherish the gifts that they do get from fans and so, you know, to be able to see them, like, actually use your gift in real time and appreciate it, um, especially if they've been using it for quite a few years, like, that's really nice to see. Um, although, obviously, now that they're bigger, um, they don't accept gifts anymore, only fan letters. And they had actually talked about that on Fan Cafe back before Weavers when they were using Fan Cafe. I remember each of them had written individual letters about it and why they weren't accepting gifts. Because, you know, it got to the point where they were so famous that, like, a lot of the gifts that they would be getting were super extravagant and it felt very they pressuring were, for they them. They were getting, like, gold bars and, yeah. <laughs> like, iPads and... Just crazy stuff. <laughs> and they're like, look, we understand that you guys love us, but like these gifts are incredibly expensive, extravagant, and you know, we just feel very pressured accepting them. So like, we're not doing this as a means of punishment. We're not doing this because we don't like receiving gifts from you, but we just feel like this, you know, is just a little bit too much. And so you can still send us letters. We still love you guys, but just like, don't be sending us all this expensive stuff. Yeah, because it really just became, like... A, a pissing contest. Uh, yeah, that's all it was. It was just a pissing contest between, like, really fan sites. 
to be like yeah. who can give like the best gift and whatnot. And obviously BTS caught on to this and they were like, mm, just just write a letter. Just just write a letter. <laughs> I own five iPads now. I don't need any more. Like just stop it. Um but yeah, that was quite a while back and you should be able to still um find translations of those fan cafe letters online somewhere for sure um and then i don't think i added this to the outline but i think another positive to the fan side the video calls is that okay even if it is annoying that like the same people win over and over at least they are fans like right there's not like a scalping system for these is what i'm right. getting at like, it's not, like, Ticketmaster where, like, you know, like, half the tickets went to bots that are going to be resold later. Like, you know that all of the slots are going to be at least a fan. Right, because especially because the tickets are, well, not the tickets, but the raffles are non-transferable. So it's like, if you enter, you have to be sure that you're going to be able to attend and that you're going to be available because imagine if there was like a scalping system for this um or at least people were trying to scalp but then they didn't realize that it was non-transferable and then suddenly like you have like a winner of the freaking raffle and it's like some middle-aged man from ohio who has to now sit in front of jimin for one or two minutes because he couldn't transfer his ticket to go sell for and uh, a, a dynamic price so like there's a lot of different ways in which the system does work um although obviously it's still a little bit of a broken system so it, it has its pros and cons but at least that's one thing that i'm thankful for because you know like you were saying delilah with Ticketmaster, they have just been like upcharging the hell out of people for um the longest time especially recently with the august d uh tour tickets like so much dynamic pricing where like uh if you were to buy a a, a ticket for like the hundred section it would be like nine hundred dollars and they did this like 10 minutes after the ticket sales opened so it's like there would be people who would be buying a ticket and it would be like the regular standard price. But then while their payment is being processed, then suddenly the dynamic prices kicked in and then the pricing on their ticket changed while it was being processed and paid for. So people would be going into it like trying to buy a ticket for like, I don't know, $120. But then in the middle of the processing, like they would get charged like maybe an extra $300 or $400 without their knowledge and so that's like one thing that that's uh that's been going on recently that's just been really bad yep. so it's good that the raffle system for fan calls doesn't do that but of course you know there are some cons which we mainly talked about already um there are some fans um who just win the same calls over and over and it it just their attitude sometimes is just not great because um, you, you'll ask them how they won and like they act like it's some big secret or like they're not allowed to disclose that information and it's like no they just don't want you to win um and it's quite selfish it's elitist it's you know not it's not a good look um so yeah that's annoying of course but then this is the worst ones i think 
the fans who win and then they say like weird inappropriate things or like just flat out insult them because like it's like a joke or something yeah and i just think that it's just so annoying if like these types of people win and just say the absolute dumbest things to these idols who are literally just trying to talk to their fans like they're just trying to have a good time and get to know their fans a little bit better and then you just have like one weirdo who comes on call and just says the most inappropriate things whether it's you know just like being rude or disrespectful or maybe something like incredibly uh inappropriate like something like sexual in nature like there are just so many people who do not understand boundaries that will probably be like fighting for these uh um chances to win the the video call as well and so i'm just hoping that the 70 people who win for jimin's call are people who are genuine fans who will ask him genuine questions because i just i don't know what i would do if i found out on the timeline that somebody just asked him something just incredibly out of line and then now we have to have another discussion on army twitter because we recently had a discussion on army twitter after jungkook's recent live streams because people oh my god and it's already pissing me off thinking about it because yeah. for the most recent uh live streams that jungkook has been doing on weverse he's been doing lives where he's also drinking at the same time so he'll be like singing karaoke and he'll be like drinking uh you know some beer in his little big boy mug it's very cute um but you know it got to a point where there are some people on weverse um and just like elsewhere just like weirdos um and they were saying that oh you know, I'm worried about Jungkook, like, he's drinking too much, like, what if he's becoming an alcoholic, and then they're trying to, like, spam on Weavers to try to get Jungkook to notice them, and for them to tell him to stop drinking, and so then it got to the point where Jungkook's last live stream, uh, he saw a comment that was saying, stop drinking, and then he was like, can you guys tell me to, like, stop telling me to stop drinking, like, I'm a grown adult, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm at home. There's literally nothing dangerous about this. And I know my limits. Like, the fact that he had to come out and say that, like, I was so freaking pissed. Like, there's absolutely no way you people thought it was okay to tell an almost 26-year-old man that he needs to stop drinking. Like, you don't know him. You also don't know his alcohol tolerance. He does that, and obviously he knows when to stop. So the fact that people are trying to just, like, baby him, infantilize him, like, it was literally disgusting. I, I, I couldn't even speak that day. As mad as it makes me, I am glad that he feels comfortable enough uh, with where he is to call out this stuff. Because, honestly, I, the Jungkook that I knew, like, five years ago, I, I feel like he cared just a little much about what fans thought, which is why he probably took so long to, you know, get tattoos and whatnot. I remember he would ask, you know, what people would want, um, and it would always just make me so mad that people would always be telling bts oh do this to your hair or don't do this or no don't get a tattoo or whatever it's just over and over it's just these people constantly dictating what bts should and shouldn't do with their own bodies when it's not even harmful 
Yeah, I think that's just the saddest part for me because like you said, like if this was Jungkook a few years back, then I know that he would have taken fans' comments a little bit more seriously because of the fact that he came into this industry so young. Um, I think that, you know, him growing up and, you know, being surrounded by fans, he probably cared so much about what they thought and he wanted to make a good impression. And so, like, whenever fans said that they didn't like something that he did or they didn't like something that he wore or, you know, the color of his hair or whatever, he would be like, okay, well, if the fans don't like it, I guess I won't do it. But, like, now he's at a point where obviously he's grown and he's a fully autonomous adult. And so he's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you don't like it, that's too bad. And I'm so glad that he's at that place now because I'm so sick and tired of people thinking that they are entitled to BTS and entitled to their bodies to the point where like some random person who's literally never met BTS, maybe not even lived in Korea. And they're saying, hey, Jungkook, I don't think you should do that with yourself because I said so. And like you expect to be taken seriously? Absolutely not. So I'm glad that Jungkook is standing his ground and setting his boundaries very firm with us because, you know, it's not even like the first time he's done something like this recently. We also had the conversation um, from a few weeks back when he was talking about like, hey guys, uh, can you maybe not follow me to the gym when I'm working out? Like the fact that he has to say that as well, it's very frustrating, but I'm glad that he's setting these boundaries for himself, but it's just so sad that it has to get to a point where he has to point out obvious. Right. So if you win a fan call of Jimin, just know that as much as we always say BTS are our friends and like BTS are our family and, you know, BTS has ARMY's back, ARMY has BTS's back and like we're just close and whatnot. You're not actually friends with Jimin, okay? Uh, know your know your boundaries, know your place, just, you know, you have about one minute to say something nice to him. Make it memorable, in, and make it memorable in a good way. Um, I mean, he's only going to be talking to 70 people, so uh, he'll, he'll probably remember all of those interactions. Um, so just make it a positive experience, please. Um, and I, I, I'm saying please as if everyone who wins this fan call is going to be listening to this. But if you do, if you are just one lucky duck, um, <laughs> just remember your place. But yep, yep, that's, um, that's all we want to say on that. And then... Of course, there's what we talked about, um, the bias toward Korean fans. So, sorry, international fans. Um, that's why earlier I said that I probably already have, like, a lesser chance of getting into a fan sign. But, like, who knows? Maybe I'll do it just for the just for the sticker they give you for attempting to enter. Because apparently we get stickers now. I was in my Weavers account trying to find the announcement. And I saw I had, like, a reward. I clicked on the reward, and it was just, like, a sticker for, like, entering the TXT raffle from, like, a year ago or something. And I didn't even remember getting the sticker at that time. But, yeah, if you do want to enter the raffle, um, you know, why not? You're at least purchasing the album. Um, and you, you'll, you'll get a sticker, I guess. <laughs> 
you'll you'll get you'll get a digital sticker on your account. They're not gonna mail you a sticker. Let me let me be clear. <laughs> Oh, that would be so funny if, like, you had to wait, like, three to five business weeks just to get, like, a sticker in the mail. Just, just a singular says, sticker. tried. <laughs> <laughs> there was an attempt. Oh, my God. That would be uh, so funny. So sick. Oh, my God. Yeah. But there's also um, the environmental issues part that I wanted to talk oh, yeah. about because... Yeah, with all the people who are literally throwing money um, at these events and trying to get in by buying like 100, 200, 300 albums, that also comes with its own uh, its own consequences because of the fact that you suddenly have all these albums sitting in your house that you're not going to do anything with them. It's one thing if you were doing group purchases and you were going to ship these albums out anyway. But if you're just one person who's just buying up all these albums with your disposable income because you want to be able to have a conversation with your fave for one or two minutes, then it gets to the point where, you know, you have all these albums and then what are you going to do with them? You're just going to, what, throw them away? You're going to like, what exactly are you supposed to do with them? And I remember that was something that was actually talked about um, pretty recently, actually, where because of the environmental uh, issues that arose from people buying these albums uh, just to enter fan site, fan sign raffles, and then like just dumping them on the street afterwards, um, it became a serious problem. And so that's why so many companies were trying to take steps to be more environmentally conscious because of the fact that you have all these people who are just like buying and dumping albums because they just wanted to use them to enter fan signs. And sometimes it's not even just like dumping them on the street. Sometimes people do stuff like I've heard that they also dump them in places like, uh, for example, like orphanages where like they'll just leave them for whoever to like take it. I'm like, what makes you think that like a bunch of kids are going to want like, I don't know, 50 NCT albums? Like, what's that about? Like, no soap, no food to the shelters, just K-pop albums, because that's definitely what they need. Um, just, I don't know, like, it's, it's unfortunately a huge issue, especially with, you know, the amount of contents that come within albums. It's the albums, plus the photo cards, plus the posters, plus all the extra stuff. It truly is um, a mess. And honestly, the raffle system, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense because that's how you can make it, like, the most fair. But if you have unlimited entries, it just causes so many problems. Um, and, you know, profits are always going to come first. So I just, I don't know the solution. I don't know the solution. Um, unless there is just, like, a different way to enter the raffle that does not involve purchasing an album. Maybe it's something completely different. Um, perhaps that, that could be a solution. But until then, um, don't know. So, with that all summarized, um, let's just read the, uh, Weaver's uh, announcement for Jimin's uh, customer, I said customer, 
video call fan sign. I said customer because I'm reading the notice and it says customer like in bold. And so that's just the first word I read. But um, <laughs> we're just going to read it together so everyone knows the rules and there's no excuse. Okay, let's get into it. So this was posted February 21st and it is titled Notice, Jimin's solo album, Face, Customer Video Call Fan Sign Event Announcement. It says, hello, you're quarterly invited to the exciting video call fan sign for Jimin's solo album face customers. And then it has an enter raffle button, a check raffle status button, and a buy album button. The video call fan sign details state that the fan sign will take place Thursday, March 30th, Korean Standard Time. Um, and the exact time will be announced later. And the video call time, so the duration, is one minute. Raffle eligibility. All customers who purchased at least one Jimin solo album on Weaver Shop Global during the event period and entered the fan sign raffle. Um, so the raffle dates are between February 22nd 11 a.m. through March 23rd, 11.59 p.m. Korean Standard Time. So that is the time that you have to purchase the album to enter the raffle. Um, the Jimin solo album, the Weverse album version, is not eligible for the event entry. So make sure that you're purchasing on Weaver Shop Global and it is not the Weverse album version if you want to enter the raffle. And the set, however, so if you get the set with the Weverse album version, that set is eligible for the event raffle. And then winners will be announced Monday, March 27th, 8 p.m. Korean Standard Time. The winners will be announced in a notice, so customers will check the My Events page to check the result. And the total winners will be 70. The information of the raffle participant and the raffle winner must match, and the winning raffle cannot be transferred to another person. The information of the raffle participant cannot be changed after submission. The raffle winners can participate in the video call fan sign, and the event is carried out in compliance with South Korean government social distancing guidelines. And then of course, um, just a simple Q&A, how to enter. Your information for the raffle cannot be changed after your submission. Remember, they're saying this again because they really want you to make sure your information matches. This is like the big thing. Um, they say make sure your information, so your CACO talk ID, date of birth, email address, contact information, etc. is correct and free of error. We are not responsible for damages caused by incorrect information submitted by you. You enter the raffle on Weverse, you buy the event album on Weverse Shop, and enter the raffle event on Weverse with the same ID you use to purchase the event album. And this is the following information needed um, that you need to provide. It is your name, your date of birth in the correct format, so year, month, date, um, and um, it's the eight-digit format, 
uh, your CACO Talk ID, and a valid mobile phone number. You must complete the raffle entry on Weavers in order to participate in the raffle event. And then here's the big one. The number of albums you ordered on Weaver Shop Global, so not the number of orders you placed, but the number of albums, during the event will be counted automatically to let you enter the raffle the same number of times. For album sets, the total number of albums included in the sets will be counted toward the raffle entries. 100% of album sales count toward the Hauntio and Circle chart, and hey, if you want to know how that works, we just released an episode um, about how those charts work, so go check that out. This event is subject to change and cancellation without prior notice. Detailed directions for the video fan call sign. Detailed directions for the video fan call fan sign will be posted later in the raffle winner announcement. Huh. Um, and then it just keeps on going. Oh, here we go. So I'm not going to read all of these, but the notes that they have is that those with national, this is the most important one, those with nationalities other than South Korean can enter the raffle with the English names that appear on their valid photo ID. Please note that the name of the person who entered the raffle must match the name on the passport or valid ID. Names entered in Korean will not be accepted. When entering... The raffle, weavers will collect your personal information, name, date of birth, email, phone number, and capital talk ID. Okay. Um, let's see. They keep... Yeah, they just kind of repeat that a few times. Um, uh, notice about, like, privacy and information storing. Uh, if you cancel your album order after entering the raffle, it will result in exclusion from the raffle. So you can't get around with it. You can't make a purchase, enter the raffle, and then, like, try to get a refund. That won't work. Um, doo -doo -doo. Once again, just the raffle can't be transferred or sold. Only the winner is permitted to participate. Um, must have your valid photo ID, blah, 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 blah. I don't think there's, I mean, there's a lot more that it says, but I think we pretty much, that really covers the most important stuff. Um, and really does follow what, uh, what the steps were from the Twitter thread and YouTube video we talked about as well. Um, yep, it says video call, video call fan sign will be held on Caco Talk. Um, a message will be sent to the raffle winner mobile application before the video call to let you know the event has started, and then the staff will verify the raffle winner and the fan sign will start. Please have your valid photo ID ready for the staff. Um, let me see. Oh, Alice, you're fine. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think your ID, if you're not Korean, it's just going to have to be like a driver's license or maybe you don't have a driver's license, but you have like a state ID um, or, of course, a passport. A passport is always a good one to have if you have that. But yeah, um, I think that is pretty much, of course, there's more information, but that really summarizes the notice. Um, oh, and this is kind of for every fan call I've seen, but if the video call, if the video call connection fails like two times, um, then they'll just skip you and then the next raffle winner will start. So, 
Uh, make sure you have good connection. Oh my god, I would die if my Wi-Fi wasn't working, and that's just how, like, that's just how they skip me. Because imagine, like, the amount, the, 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 you know, the likelihood that I'll get chosen for, like, another fan sign event in the case of BTS, like, already just by getting one, that's already a one in a million chance. So, like, if you have bad Wi-Fi and, like, you get skipped, like, I don't even know what I would do if that happened. I, I think I would just die. I would cry. Like, they're not going to call you back. Like, they're not. <laughs> it is done. Like, they explicitly say, we will not try another video call. <laughs> That, that would that I think my entire world would fall apart. But yeah, guys, make sure that your Wi-Fi is all there. Make sure that if you don't have a stable connection in your house or whatever, if you have mobile data, I don't know, do something or go somewhere with a stable connection. Just don't be caught lacking. Don't be the one person who was caught lacking during the fan sign because that would be very, very devastating for you and also kind of embarrassing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so those were the rules, um, pretty clear if you once again, um, want to read the whole thing with all the juicy bits, um, it's once again the announcement from February 21st. So go to Weverse, go to BTS announcements and just scroll. I yeah. wish, I wish they were able to like have a tab specifically for like event announcements only instead of like putting all like the artist notifications with like the event and media announcements you know what i mean yeah i wish the bts official announcements were separated from just like oh bts commented on so-and-so's poster oh this certain member is live or whatever i wish that those were like two different tabs um maybe if we uh get v's attention that we can ask him <laughs> to ask the weaver staff to change it it's like hello um we have an idea to um fix your app <laughs> I know every time <laughs> this that man opens his mouth to the Weaver staff, they're sweating. Because, like, every single time he's like, actually, guys, can you fix this one thing? Um, I'll give you three days for it. And then they just have to fix it. It's so, it's so hilarious. Um, but, yeah. If you guys want to go and reread that notification, like Delilah said, they posted on 20, uh, uh, February 21st. So definitely do scroll through, uh, find the announcement and read through it yourself to make sure that you are familiar with all the rules. Um, because we still, by the time this episode comes out, it's coming out tomorrow. And by the 17th, you'll still have six days left to enter. So, you know, I mean, that's plenty of time for you to be familiar with the rules and enter if you still want a shot at it. So definitely do that. But yeah, like... If you haven't purchased an album yet, like, there's, like, you'll still get the album, even if you lose the raffle, you know what I mean? So, like, there's kind of no harm in entering the raffle. I don't want this to be super discouraging. Like, I don't want, like, a new army to, like, be listening to this and be like, oh, dang, I really have no shot, and now they're just dejected uh i don't want people to feel that way we just want to be a bit realistic um but like there really is no harm in entering the raffle um if you haven't bought an album yet because you still get the album plus maybe a chance maybe yeah because like delilah said like there are people who have tried 
and you know gotten like 100 150 albums and they still lost and that could potentially be them losing to somebody who maybe only bought one because like they said um buying all these albums only increases your chances but it doesn't guarantee unless it's in some certain instances where there may be thresholds that people can reach to guarantee a phone call but it doesn't look like that's the case for this particular one i think it's just enter and if it works out it works out so i would say there's really no harm in entering especially if you're available um just give it a shot who knows what could come of it um because it's all randomized anyway the winners are randomized so if you're able to get an opportunity i would say take it um because you just never know but yeah i think that pretty much concludes uh everything we wanted to say about that so i guess we can kind of just like wrap up and sort of just talk about like if you're able to somehow win a fan sign event or a video call like what can we do to sort of make it not just an enjoyable experience for yourself but also for um anybody who you are talking to and i guess in this case because it's jimin's fan call event then how can we better communicate with him and make it an enjoyable experience for him yeah um you know talk about his music or his voice um there he has a lot uh that you guys can talk about and of course it's only one minute but hey at least you have time to like pre-plan what you want to say um if you do win because they announce it you know obviously before the fan sign um so just think about what you're gonna say um and yeah let's let's just keep it nice Make it a happy, enjoyable experience. Um, I do not want to see any shenanigans on my timeline. I'm going to say that right now. Um, mm-hmm. If you post something um, and, a you, and uh, you get jumped, um, probably deserved. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, just be sure to ask him some engaging questions, um, whether it's about music or about himself. Um, and like the last said, because there's going to be time between the, uh, announced winners and the time, like between that and the call itself, um, that's plenty of time for you to prepare, um, to figure out what you want to ask him. And, you know, if you happen to be somebody who does not speak Korean, um, this would be a perfect chance to prepare some Korean phrases that you can learn, um, in a very short amount of time. Um, you know, something that recently was circulating on the timeline, um, because of, you know, the discussion, the discuss, the discourse that we talked about in terms of like Jungkook and what he was talking about in his life, setting his boundaries. Uh, there were, um, people who were bringing back a thread that Dulce Bangtan had made a few years back about some simple Korean phrases that you can, uh, post in VLive or Weverse in this case now, um, that are that bts will be able to read and obviously because they're a translator they are giving you um proper korean sentences for you to put inside the live chat so if you put those sentences into papago you can listen to how they're being pronounced and you can learn how to say those sentences so that by the time the fan call comes up you can be able to actually say them to jimin um so that even if you don't know any korean you can still practice um a couple of uh prepared phrases that would actually probably make him really happy 
happy because, you know, I think that especially because BTS's fandom is so big and they're aware of the fact that there are a lot of people who are into them that don't speak Korean but are now actively learning because of that. I think it would be great for you to show that you're like meeting him halfway. And I think that it would be a very good surprise for him. Exactly. Um, and so with that, we're going to wrap this up, especially because Big Hit um, just posted the uh, Set Me Free MV premiere announcement. Um, <laughs> so uh, everyone, um, you know, battle stations, battle stations uh, tomorrow is going to be crazy because this episode is coming out tomorrow. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Um, that's happening, but obviously Jimin's solo debut is here. Uh, so let's um, all just have fun. Just have fun. No more the nonsense that happened in Jack in the Box and Indigo about promotion and everything. We're going to leave that behind and we're going to have fun, everybody. Yes, we're going to sit down, we're going to enjoy this music video, we're going to have fun because it is, what, 10.03, so the music video drops in less, just under two hours, so it's coming up very soon, and honestly, all I want is for us to try our best for this song so that we can get it in a good position on the Hot 100 before the official debut of this album, which is next week. Um, so I'm super excited, and so I guess since by the time this uh, comes out, it's going to be quite a few hours um, since set me free part two is dropped so i guess uh make sure to keep streaming guys and uh have fun all right bye for now bye